And welcome to episode 41 of The Other Berman Show. In this episode, I am joined by Ravens two-way player, fullback defensive lineman Patrick Ricard. Project Pat, thank you so much for doing this. I'm not going to keep you guys waiting, so you know what? Just let's go right on over to episode 41 of The Other Berman Show. Oh, by the way, the audio is a little bit spotty at points where um, his audio does cut out a little bit. The audio on both of our sides is way lower, so after this, turn up the volume because, well, it's a little bit quiet, but other than that, we're good. Now... Without further ado, enjoy episode 41 of The Other Berman Show. All right. I am joined here by Ravens two-way player Patrick Ricard. Patrick, what's up? What's up, Josh, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. So, as someone who has been, I counted the other day, 56 Ravens home games in a row, I can tell you that the atmosphere in the in M&T Bank Stadium, I've never seen anything like it right now. And the whole team energy is just different. Is there something you can point to that has changed with the atmosphere around the team, around the city in the last few weeks? Yeah, I mean, when when you're just driving around the city, and um, especially on game day, you just feel, you know, just the city is just behind us and just like more up, people are more upbeat and um, – Definitely in the games, the, probably the last two home games have been the craziest oh, yeah. I've ever seen it. I'm with my you. On three, that my three years, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this: the the Lamar factor is ridiculous. Like, I've everywhere you look, you see these eight jerseys, and it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, someone like him, he's he's really easy to get behind, and a city like Baltimore is, you know. They're gonna have give them all the support, and you just you see it everywhere. It's it is ridiculous. Sure. Um, is there something that changed this year offensively? Because we run formations that nobody else runs, and you are a huge factor with it. With the pistol, with the t- multiple tight ends. Why do you think that's worked so well? Um, I mean, it always starts with the offensive coordinator. Um, he's this is what he's this is, you know, his he's very good at scheming the the run game and um, with players like Lamar, it makes it so much easier to do everything. Um, and I think just the verse, you know, all the all the tenants we have are so versatile. You know, they can run uh, with the ball, they catch the ball, they all can block. So and then you just throw me in there. It's just. Um, you know, you can kind of just do different formations because we're all so versatile and we all can do different things. So it's, you know, Greg Roman's just a mastermind just behind all of that. Absolutely. I mean, versatile is one thing that everyone talks about with you is you play two ways. Mm-hmm. How did that start? Um, so pretty much played defensive line in college and was undrafted coming here and, um, my first OTAs, um, Greg Roman and, and Harves, they wanted to try me a rep with fullback because they just traded theirs. Well, didn't trade the uh, juice check sign with 49ers, so they didn't have one. Right. So, you know, I I went play. I did pretty well. And then um, just kind of snowballed from there. And then once the season started, they really started maybe making me play more fullback and, like, learn the position. And then I was still playing defensive line and then just kind of evolved into, like, me playing more both both ways and games and um, you know, my third year doing it. So it's, it's, it's been just the whole time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool. Cause there really is. There's no one else in the NFL that does this. 
that plays two ways, at least in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's you know it's a tribute to the organization and the coaches for even allowing me to do that. Um, yeah, you know, so it's yeah, there's it wasn't just something right away where it's like all right, Pat, you're gonna come here and you're gonna, you're gonna play two sides of the ball. It just kind of happened that way. So you have not played as much defense in your first two years as you played this year. Mm-hmm. Was it just development? Was it scheme? Was it just them need or what is um i would say when i first got here i was undrafted and they already had you know a bunch they already had a lot of good guys that was here um some young guys some older guys under contracts and everything so it was it was a crowded group already so for me to really make the team was mostly playing fullback and then just keep you know developing on both sides of the ball because i didn't play offense in college at all so, um, and defensive line to more playing time. Not, and also me improving just year after year. Been improving year after year, and you know, having a good year so far, just from you know being in the system for you know those last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, you had that forced fumble against Cincy. Yeah, first career sack. And yeah. yeah, it was it was great. What do do you think we're gonna see some more players try two ways, or more teams try it, or do you think this is just something that has worked out with you and it's? Um, I mean, even in recent years, teams will use you know guys like me for like. You know, a couple snaps here and there for like goal line situations or some short yardage downs. But like I said, for me, it kind of evolved for me actually like playing both t- both ways um, equally for the most part. First, you're just like it's mostly a defensive player and you might play a couple snaps here and there throughout the year on offense. Um, I mean, now I think because I'm able to do it, um, I think other teams are probably going to start looking in the avenue of actually maybe having someone like that doing that more. Um, I mean, if you look at the Patriots, they're using the Lennon Roberts right now as a fullback, and he plays linebacker sure. for him because they've had, you know, so many injuries with that fullback position for them. So they're like, oh, man, well, let's see if any of our other, you know, other guys in this roster can maybe go in there and block. Um, Something that's big with the Ravens organization, I mean, pretty much forever, is how successful they've been in getting undrafted free agents. They've got from you to uh, Michael Pierce, I believe, is undrafted as well. Bart Scott, you go all the way back undrafted. There's so many undrafted guys that have went to the ball. What was it about the Ravens that made you want to come here? Um, well, for me, it was they recruited me the most in the whole process of the draft and everything. I had a couple of visits and workouts. And um, ironically, I didn't have any with the Ravens, but they were just communicating yeah. me with the most. Like, multiple coaches just texting me and calling me um, just, you know, show me their interests. And then um, just also their track record of undrafted guys like, making the team. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's true because like they gave me the opportunity to play both ways here. So for them to even do that shows that, you know, they're flexible and having guys earn, earn a job in the spot, even if you're drafted or not. I mean, with, this Ravens team this year, 
it seems like it's a special group. And I've been thinking about how hard is it? Because if you look around everywhere, the Ravens are at this point probably the consensus best team in the league. How hard is it for you to ignore all of that as a team? Just go, oh, we got to move on to our next week and ignore all this noise around mm-hmm. us. Yeah, I mean, you can't really take what anyone says. It's uh, a hard. You can't really like, you can't really look too much into it. I mean, if you look what they're saying from earlier in the year till now, or in the middle of our season to now, um, you know they're going to love you when you're winning, and they're going to hate you when you're losing. So it doesn't really doesn't really matter. We're just going to keep doing what we do and just just work on us and just you know just go at it day by day because that's all you can do. So there's no point in listening to you know what people are saying because that stuff changes all the time. And you know the good teams the ones that can move on and just focus on. You know, the task at hand every week. Yeah. And everyone called everyone called Lamar not a quarterback. I just got a <laughs> yeah. report saying that there are GMs now looking around the organization and figuring out in particular which scouts said that and they are getting fired right now. Because yeah, they I actually just saw that quarterback. I can understand what they mean just because of the traditional quarterback position. Um they could not that, you know, stereotypical quarterback, but, you know, he does have unique talent about him that is so unique that you need to, you know, being in an offense like Greg Romans, it's really built around him and it makes it, you know, all of his skills and all of his traits, you know, really go into full effect and actually, you know, have success with that. Who's been the toughest player you've had to play against? Offensively, hey, your mic uh, just went down a little bit. Uh, how, who was the toughest guy that you had to face, either offensively or defensively? Um, it's a tough, that's a tough question. I mean, I know when my, my rookie year, uh, Cleo Mack was uh, what he's going to do, and then also along with Clowney as well. Clowney, he's he's very unpredictable in the way he moves and what he's going to do because he doesn't really, you know, um, I wouldn't say he doesn't follow his rules defensively. I mean, of course he does, but um, just the way he plays, like certain uh, defenses, they have their outside linebackers or defensive end take on blocks certain ways, and he does it any way he wants, but it works. And it's you can't just bow up on those guys and hit them hard. You have to really be under control and, you know, fit them up because – you know, do like that. It's just so tall and explosive. It's uh, it's definitely a challenge. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I actually found really interesting about you this year is some games I will see uh-huh. you have like three or four catches. You'll hear your name a lot. And in other games, you're simply someone you don't hear. I mean, you have an impact in the pistol and the run blocking, but you don't make you're not as big of an impact as a receiver. Some games you'll play all defense and you won't or and yesterday I believe this you did not play any defense yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean it, it fluctuates from time to time depending on how games go and uh you know just the pace of the game and I think right now with how well I'm doing offensively and just the way our offense is going they've been using me more and it takes away from me playing defense and we have a lot of, a lot of great guys here who can play and uh this past game they had a you know, a great run game. So we had to have more defensive linemen active 
Um, so it kind of takes away from me playing just because, um, you know, those guys are going to, those guys are active. They're ready. They're shooting up. They got to play too. So um, they don't really, they didn't really need me as much on defense. On top of that, I'm playing, you know, 30 snaps on offense. So um, whenever my name's called defensively, I'm ready to go. I'm always, I'm always there for it. How do you divide up the time? Like in terms of meeting rooms, do you split it 50, 50, or is it differently? To yeah. I try to, I try to split it 50, 50 between, uh, meeting my coaches, um, you know, if, if I needed more help, I just meet with them separately. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a pretty good system going down, just communicating, figure out where I'm going to be every day. Okay. Uh, the one other thing is you and Nick Boyle together have both had such a huge impact on the offense this year. Are you and him players you consider similar, or is it just because – you guys both come in on like a pistol or run blocking that you guys get grouped together, or do you, do you see the similarities? Um, we're definitely in terms of uh, we're both physical guys that, who play these positions. He's a physical tight end. Um, you know, if you look at the tight ends across the league, he's probably one of the most physical ones. Um, oh, you know, yeah. but also athletic enough to where he can run good routes, has speed, and um, you know, catch balls and get yards whenever you know his name's called and ever. He's open, Mar throws the ball. He, you know, he always does the job. And then for me, that playing as a fullback, I'm a physical player, just like the tight end. Um, and I'm versatile like him. I can do, you know, I can, I can get the ball to the backfield. I can move around in motions and line up in different spots and play the tight end as well as fullback. Right. So it's just kind of we're both interchangeable in, in that way. Yeah, like I've seen you line up in the slot and then just run yep, in motion. motion just motion over and hitting that end, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, full speed. That's what Greg Roman likes. Yeah. His his offense has been – it's so different. It's so – and it's not simple, but it's not very many different concepts. It's just a, di- a bunch of different versions of the same type of things, yeah. but yet it works so well. Yeah, so that's, that's the whole mastermind part of him is – he the way he revamped the offense this offseason gave it to us. It's it's the same play, but he, he we can we can run it in so many different formations, and then he adds different motions. And but for us, it's just, you know we just got to piece the puzzle together and just go over it and practice it in the week, and um, we just run the plays. But for us, it's 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 the same thing for our defense. It looks really different, and that's the same way. <clears throat> Our defense is as well with when, when uh, Coach Wink got here as the D.C. last year. I mean, he was the linebackers coach here for a couple of years and whatnot. Right. But when he revamped it, it was the same thing. It was you revamped it and we have the same bliss, but it's different fronts. But offense looks completely different for us. It's the same thing. And I think that's what we're seeing with the offense this year. You know, defense last year was number one. This year, offense is number one. And I think it's just kind of how the way the league's going, I think. The thing that I've loved, and now it's it's calmed down, obviously, because of how well we're doing. Yeah. But the city of Baltimore has been so spoiled with how well our defense has been over the course of the years. Yep. Where it's like, we're not necessarily ranked in the top five. And then people around here are like, our defense is so bad. And then you look, and we're like eight. And yeah. we're still, we're mm-hmm. getting it done. And we're playing so well on both sides of the ball. And yeah, yep. I think uh, I think earlier in the year, uh, you know, look at games we struggled in, give up back to back five hundred yards, and our two losses, 
and then we added some new pieces and whatnot. And I mean, if you look at the earlier in the year in our defense to now, it's almost a 50% turnover yeah. of defensive players. So I think just all of that and the coach is doing a great job of um, implementing everybody and working together well. Um, I mean, yeah, this is a city that's known for defense, and when you're not just a dominant defense like we were last year, um, people are going to be mad because that's the expectations around here. So, But, I mean, if you look the last couple of weeks, man, our defense has been lights out oh, last yeah. month or so. Or, Yeah, so, I mean, right now we're playing good ball. We're just got to keep it rolling, really. Yeah. And the one thing that I've always been worried about, though, is it's has this team peaked? Does they still do they still have the staying power to go? But yet, as your winning streak keeps going and keeps going, and keeps going, those worries start to go away because it's not slowing down. We just went out there and beat the best team in the NFC, at least record wise. And yet, like, there's it doesn't seem like there's any stop of this team, and it doesn't look like they've peaked. It just looks like we're that good. Does it seem like? It's really all come together for you guys. Um, I mean, I think it's just um, coming on, on the defense early in the year um, after those two losses and just really refocusing as a team. I think it's just evolved and developed into now where we're just a you know well-oiled machine, just shooting around to every team we face, and we're just ready to go. And, you know, getting the game plan for our coaches are doing a great job. And we're just going in week after week and just we're just working. And, um, yeah, I mean, I haven't been on the team like this since high school, really, just 10 and 2. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely a special, special thing when you're when you're doing that like guys like these. Yeah. Well, we've never been. This is the first time we've ever been 10 and 2. I know. It's the first time we've ever won eight in a row. So, oh, really? Eight in a row? Wow. We've never won eight in a row before. We've never been down into before. And we've never yeah, had never. the one seed before. So. That's Lamar Jack. Yeah, exactly. I got, I was smart. I bought his jersey before he started because I knew if he played even half decent, let alone this, his jerseys would be gone. So I got his jersey beginning of last season. I didn't want to take any chances. And, I mean, this is, it's been blowing everyone's expectations away and how well he's been doing. Yeah. His whole team, really. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, like I said, I think the biggest thing for Lamar was just Greg Roman being the OC, revamping it around him and him having the whole offseason just being, you know, molded into it. And, you know, you know, now you guys are seeing the product of it. Yeah. You guys all seem to rally around him, too. Yeah, I mean, he's just the way he goes about it goes about his business and how he plays football and how he interacts with everybody. He's just that, that uh, positive vibes and that winning, you know, that winning, that winning feeling. And then also on top of it, my, I mean, for the offense speaking, like Mark Ingram has just been a yeah. phenomenal part of the team and just the culture and everything. And everyone rallies around him. Speaking of Mark, I mean to ask, I'm going to try to figure this out because I have no idea and no one does. What does big trust mean? Because nobody knows. <laughs> I don't even think I know. <laughs> like I, I think it's like Lamar in the off season or something. Like it means like trust, but it's just a cool way of saying it. And like 
I've been yeah, trying to figure it out for weeks. So yeah, I th- don't 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 uh don't guarantee it, but <laughs> I think that's what it is. All right. Last question. How did the name Project Pat come along? Um, so this is also my first OTAs being here. Just kind of the defensive line just started, just gave it to me one day and just kind of, I think it might have been Brennan Williams who did it. Um, at first when I got it, I, I didn't really know what it meant. I'm like, like he's just saying like I'm a project. Yeah, that's the I was thinking like, first too. Kind of a cool name. Like I, I thought it was kind of cool. So I'm like, I was cool with it. And it kind of gave me a name. It kind of gave me like a way to stand out. Because when you're undrafted, you have to find ways to stand out. If you don't, yeah. they're they're not. They're just gonna move on. Like, all right, next one. Because uh, you know they're not nothing invested in them. They didn't draft you high and, and pay all that money, and uh, you know ways to draft pick. So, so no, it's cool. I mean, I like the name. It's I, I think it's actually just after the rapper Project Pat. And I think they just thought it was cool because when he was, I don't know, it was just one of those weird things with this sudden moment where someone called you a nickname and it just sticks. All right. Nice, man. All right, Josh. Appreciate you. Uh... All right. See ya. And that'll do it for episode 41 of The Roman Show. Thank you again, Patrick, for doing this. It meant a lot. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can at the other Berman Show. Keep my DMs open. Love talking to you guys all the time. You also can vote on the games every single Saturday on my Instagram. Keep you guys the lead. That you know, let's face it, it's pretty much safe at this point. You guys are gonna take home this year's title, but next year I'll be coming for it. And yeah, also you can email me the other Berman Show at gmail.com. The other Berman Show at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to episode forty-one. We will see you on Thursday for episode forty-two of The Other Berman Show. Goodbye and go Ravens.